Hey guys, we've got some exciting news. We're going on tour. We'll be heading to seven cities throughout September and October. Tacoma, Portland, Denver, Salt Lake City, and a Tri-City tour of Texas, where we'll visit San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston on my birthday. Head to Sinisterhood.com slash live shows to check out the dates, times, and COVID protocols for each venue. We can't wait to see you on the road. Your deepest desires, your biggest questions. For centuries, people have turned to religion and ritual to find meaning in life. Then, right before the pandemic, a new method emerged, promising a random way to answer specific questions. Is it truly providing direction or just taking its users for a ride? This week's episode is Randonautica. Up uh, in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed, you'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Are you tired from all of our adventures last night? <laughs> That sounded more seductive than I wanted it to, but I stand by it. I am mentally tired because I wanted so much more that we did not get. Yeah, You know what? That's life. But the true answer was the friendship we found along the way. That's true, yes. There's nothing like a Sunday night to be like, hey, I'm coming over. Okay, I'll put on a bra and some shoes. All right, let's go. And then just... Getting in the car and uh, rambling around, which rando nautican, rambling randos is what, <laughs> we, what we did. We did four, and they are all filmed, and yes. we will be posting that on Patreon this week. If you want to take a look at our shenanigans, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> there certainly were some, particularly <laughs> the last one. <laughs> it was a wild time. Uh, I manifested that we would be standing in the dark screaming. And that's what happened. That so is what it worked. Happened. It yes. worked. Um, yes. I have all the footage on my laptop to edit together um, in a fun. Uh, I have to fix. I've filmed for like a good six minutes of slow motion. So <laughs> see if I can yeah. fix that. <laughs> that have, I think we should leave some in just for dramatic effect. Oh, I will. Effect. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. But it's um, very hilarious to me turn my head and be like. And you're like. It's like Ace Ventura style when he's going like. And now in reverse. It was. It's fun, though, to spend time with you, and I can yeah, see why people would be drawn to this, mm-hmm. whether it's with people or by themselves. Yeah, I did several randonaut experiences uh, on my own and I ha- with mixed results, so we'll I'll throw mm-hmm. them in as we discuss because they're pertinent to different elements that this uh, this app creator's purport to to exist so um i'll we'll pepper this one in with uh personal experiences and i've gone down a rando not tiktok rabbit hole that is deep significant amounts of rando nodding on tiktok some of them pretty creepy and it was funny you said one of them i found the one you were talking about with the the young lady that was crying and you said, mm-hmm. well, if it's fake, then she's the best actress. I do think hers was real. I but I found an, another one that a person was like, oh, my goodness, in the forest. And I was like, oh, no, you have to work harder at that acting. <laughs> like, oh, if you want to make fake TikTok videos, I, that's fine. Like, yeah, it's I think it's that's entertaining the, still. 
Well, in the world we live in now, this medium of you know YouTube, TikTok, a lot of like user generated stuff. Of that is the fun part is that you're ostensibly making little short films, mm-hmm. and so we can all express our creativity. But like, eh, you should work a little, sell it, work a sell little a on bit. that. Yes, sell it. I will bit. say, I found one that was obviously fake, but they sold it, and I nearly threw my phone across the room. <gasps> it startled me so bad, and I was going to send it to you, but then I thought. It It might legit upset you, so I didn't. (laughs) But it was, I can if you want. I can find it again. Please. It it was a good one, also in the forest. Yeah. Although, that's where all the scary shit happens is the Mm -hmm. forest, so. We tried to Uh. go to the forest last night. It kept making us drive instead of getting out and walk. But maybe the app, because it supposedly is supposed to you know give you what you need in life, it was keeping us away from harm, maybe. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Maybe there was things lurking for us in the forest we weren't meant to find. something was lurking, and... (laughs) That's one reason I started screaming my head off. I'm we still did. scarred. We did. <laughs> Some screams. Oh, I haven't gotten uh. over that. Well, we. <laughs> this is a very special episode because this is the first one that are getting into it. Patrons have voted on. We gave three options mm-hmm. of different episode topics to vote on, and this was the one that the majority chose. So this is for you guys. Thank you so much for voting. Yeah, and, you've spoken. Um, yeah, and we'd had some requests for this from a few listeners before, too, which is one reason why we suggested it. So um, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, we bumped <laughs> it to the top of the list because that's what y'all want to hear. So mm-hmm. here it is. Yeah. Speaking of thank yous. Oh, yes. We got some delicious fall candles. I just Glow have to say, candles. Glowco candles sent. I got Ghost Story, which is kind of toasted marshmallow, mm-hmm. and I just love Paris because for a lot of reasons. But he's very uh, aesthetic driven, which I don't understand why we ended up together because I'm <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. But he's like very into like aesthetics, visually pleasing, and he saw this candle and he. I, I didn't even tell him what it was. I just came in from the post office and put it on the table, and he goes. I love everything about that candle. Oh. <laughs> he was like, from the shape of the glass to the branding on front with the logo and the font. And then he smelled it. He was like, and the smell. <laughs> I was like, okay. nice. I mean, I was already sold on the smell because it smells like a toasted. Paris and I on the share, share a brain in that way. That's true. Yes. Yes. You're like, like things to look to a certain look way. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have autumn woods, which is Ooh. also very nice. I had it lit the other day and I walked in the living room. I was like, I am willing fall. I am manifesting fall right now. Mm-hmm. Smelled delicious. Also, some little soaps. I got oatmeal latte. Mine Very is ginger nice. snap. Ooh. Trying hard not to eat it. Such I know, right? I was <laughs> like, I'm going to melt this down, eat it, or drink it. It smelled uh, like such good coffee. Also, some wooden DIY kits. These really cute, like, wood burn signs that came with little... Things you could glue to it, like little different shapes and and designs from Crow and Coop. They made one for Ella, and they Mm -hmm. made some for us. Mine says, keep it creepy. Me too, yeah. I love it. I'm going to put it in the studio. Yes, and you get to paint them and stuff, and it's super cute, and Ella's very excited about her. There's like some little wood cut out ladybugs and butterflies and pigs to to put on her sign so gotta have the thank pig. you guys and thank you for thinking of ella that's so very sweet when you guys do that well this uh week we're doing random nautica it's all this the is... rage on tiktok 
Oh, yeah. And it's an app that I think even a lot of people that don't use TikTok have heard of it. It's been in the news a little bit. And you may not connect the name to the news stories. So it'll be good to get some background when yeah. you kind of see a headline flash up or, you know, a couple months ago when all this broke. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. In January of 2019, 29-year-old circus performer Joshua Lingfelder was chatting in an online fringe science group on the messaging platform Telegram when he discovered something of particular interest, the Phantom Project. Developed by a group of programmers, the initial purpose of the Phantom Project's code was to randomize the outcomes of online gambling. However, Joshua saw the bot's greater potential and absorbed the project's theories about how random exploration could break people out of their predetermined realities and how people could influence random outcomes with their minds. According to the New York Times. The following month, Joshua created his own bot in Telegram called Randonautica that generated random coordinates, believing if users followed them, they would discover meaning in what they previously perceived as everyday randomness. He based the concept on Guy Debord's 1950s theory of the derive, where people would go on random walks in an attempt to change the perspective, following wherever their unconscious minds led them. You know what? There's nothing better than an ethos. It's just, you should wander around. <laughs> Fucking who knows? Just go for it. Just... I mean, what we'll see is, like so many things, this is like chaos magic, like mm-hmm. manifestation. Prayer, the secret. Visualization, yeah. Visual, visualization, it's all just another way of doing that. Mm-hmm. But these people have made a ton of money. <laughs> I mean, who, uh, but also haven't, I mean, churches selling True. the secret. The book, the, the secret. The made a gazillion dollars, yeah. Yeah, they so. sold money. There's people that sell workshops. It's just all that, it's kind of like we're all searching for meaning and we're all, you know, we all have our own vices. It's like mm-hmm. judging someone for, you know, drinking soda and you eat candy. You know, whatever. So it's like I'm we drinking all a Diet doing... Coke right now. Got another one on the desk that I finished earlier. So, yep. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a I'm pumpkin at. cream cold brew right Ooh. now. So, judge away. I'm like yeah, one of those. Never. I'll never but judge I think... pumpkin, pumpkin cream. Oh. You got to get that PCCB. But yeah, I think it's, it does there. And I will say there is something to be said for changing it up as a person who mm-hmm. I uh, cling to my routines dearly. And even something as simple as where I go for a run or where I go to walk the dogs, it's usually the same, you know, route that I'll go on. And so this app has brought the idea into my mind to take a left turn when I normally would take yeah. a right just to just to change it up, you know, and just to see what you can see and be uh, more present because if you're just on a routine, sometimes I'm just on autopilot and mm-hmm. I walk the same route, listening to a, a book or a podcast or something, and you're not even paying attention to the world around right. you. So when you are going another way, it does force you to be more present. I mean, how many times have you driven somewhere you've driven a hundred times and you get there and you're like, fuck, I pretty much blacked out the whole ride because <laughs> you're just in your head thinking about Same. something. You're like... I was on total autopilot, but last night when we were driving around, we were in areas, we've lived in Dallas for over a decade Mm -hmm. now, areas we'd never seen before. We're like, damn, these are some nice-ass houses over here. Where are we? So yeah, it makes you be more aware of stuff. And like you said, we as humans want to find meaning in things. We want to think that there's some maybe greater power than we, you know, or not even a a greater power necessarily, but that 
our lives have meaning and that we're on a path and, you know, people look for that. So however you want to get there, that's that's totally cool. And this is just kind of a more modernized way of doing that. Everybody's on their phones already. So, right. <laughs> I mean, especially like with COVID, like getting out and walking around and stuff, they, they uh, couldn't have picked a better time to introduce it. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. (laughs) In search of others interested in deviating from their paths, Joshua created a subreddit on the website Reddit in order to make connections. In October of 2019, Joshua got a message from a Randonautica follower who said she felt that the universe was telling her she needed to offer to help Joshua with his mission. That message was from Auburn Salcedo, CEO of Presley Media, an agency specializing in the creation, production, and distribution of branded content. Aubert had been going on Randonautica adventures herself. She began seeing orange cones on her journeys, though in pretty normal places, like construction sites and on roads. Then on one trip, she found herself out in the middle of a cornfield, where she saw an out-of-place orange cone. This experience moved her to reach out to Joshua, according to the book, The Official Guide to Randonautica. So this is the book I was listening to on audiobook when, while I was doing my first walking rando nodding adventure. Mm-hmm. And I, as I was listening to this and she mentioned the road cone thing, I, you know, kind of thought, okay, well, of course you're going to see road cones everywhere. And then I walked to my rando nodding spot. It was somebody's yard. Like, ugh. Um, it was fine. <laughs> um, I had I had manifested. Um, I want to prove that the Randonautica app is real. <laughs> so okay. I think I threatened and challenged the universe, and oh, it no. gave me literally a blank field um, or someone's yard in return. But then, as I was leaving and I was coming around the bend to get back on, you know, walk back to the main road, um, I saw an orange cone. Well, that's how it proved it's worthiness. so you know. And then it, my mind was like, oh, my God, a cone? <laughs> but it was on a road. And, like, yeah. Dallas, the roads are trash, and yeah. they're constantly under construction. So, I mean, that's what the cone? It, that's what it's all about, though. You can make connections if you want to make connections. You don't make connections if you don't want to make connections. I think people can draw connections in to anything. I mean, it's like, you know, you go looking for something on the internet to prove your point, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. If you want to go looking to disprove someone else's point, you're going to find that too. So could there have been meaning in it if you want there to be? And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I happen to go that way instead of go the other way there where there go. were no road cones on the mm-hmm. other path. So I made kind of a circle, I guess. I didn't go back the way I came. So that was a conscious de- so, decision on your part. Right. Yeah. The, the cone spoke to me. <laughs> Joshua soon flew to Orlando to meet with Auburn, and the two began to develop the program in earnest. In the last week of February 2020, the beta version of the app launched. The timing seemed less than random, as the app that encouraged solo adventures outside was released just before the global COVID-19 pandemic and ensuing shutdown. In their book, Joshua and Auburn detail the extraordinary experiences of early users who tried the app. For a period of time early on, all users began spotting black cats on their journeys, similar to how Auburn had frequently seen orange road cones. Later, users began reporting that they saw owls more and more often on their adventures. That's when the app developers realized one of them had left an owl statue on top of the server cabinet that generated the random numbers. Joshua then swapped out the owl statue for some salt, and sure enough, Eventually, someone encountered salt on an adventure. Later, they tried it with a meteorite, and according to the book, 
three randonauts reported seeing UFOs. The app creators interpreted these instances as proof of the app's great power. I want to know the statistical likelihood of someone <laughs> randonauting and seeing an app in the concentric circle of those who have been abducted and those who love randonauting. Oh, it's a it's the- a crossover. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover in that Venn diagram. I'd also like to know how many people randonauted while looking for salt or while that shaker of salt was on the thing before somebody was like, hey, I found some salt. Yeah, well, and I don't think they were telling people, hey, I put this on there. They were putting no, the yeah, op- I know, but yeah, still, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, eventually somebody's going to run across. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like know. A, I think it was a circle of salt they said they found, which, I don't know, oh, it sounds well, ritualistic. Yes, don't do sure that. <laughs> don't touch that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I, as, as I was listening to this part of the book, I was walking and it was like, you know, we put the meteor right and they saw the aliens. We put the owl. And then I walked, turned a corner and I saw uh, an older an gentleman. owl on a meteorite. Yeah, with a salt shaker in its wing. <laughs> Jumping salt on my head. That's exactly what it was. And it was like, it came at me. No, even more horrifying, I saw an older gentleman with a, a chainsaw just going to town. <laughs> and I was like, who's sitting on their server captain right now? Oh, yeah. I gotta uh, have a, it's a Halloween. Guy up there. Yeah. <laughs> he was very nice. He waved at me. I mean, frequently, I'm assuming that people that uh, chainsaw people do wave. They're, that's how I, they lure you they in. They have to, yeah. Or they're letting you know, like, I'm normal. This is yeah. fine. I'm not going to come at you with this chainsaw. Yeah. I, uh, did he wave at you with the chainsaw, though? Uh, like he kind of lifted the wielding chainsaw. it over his head. Well, he, he lifted it chest high and kind of gave me a nod, like, good good evening, ma'am. Yeah, like, this is, don't worry, yeah. It was a friendly nod of, good evening, ma'am. Uh, but I, that did make me wonder what was sitting on top. sitting on top of the cabinet. Although, this is the frequent times I found absolutely nothing. It sounds like they cleaned the cabinet off. Uh, I me, think there's nothing myself. on it right now. I will say, in my TikTok rabbit hole... There's a lot of really interesting stuff. A lot of it's super creepy, especially because of the sound so many people use in the background. Mm -hmm. But it usually will say on there, like, intention was um, creepy. And then it takes them to this abandoned field with, like, this rundown barn. And people get real brave going into, like, abandoned just houses and stuff where I'm like... Who do you, Mm-mm. you don't know what you're about to walk Mm-mm. into. One Looking one woman trouble. walked in and there was like a noose hanging from the ceiling. And oh, I'm like, Jesus, what you don't, where are you? Yeah. And then this one woman manifested children, I think, or something childlike. She's out in the middle of a field. All of a sudden she comes upon an abandoned school bus. I hate it. And she's, no. she just opens it and walks in. I mean, no. there's shit everywhere. I'm like, that, it was daytime, but she's also by herself. I'm like, you don't know what, I mean, regardless, I mean, like, animals aside, True. you don't know who, that might be someone's home and you're disturbing yeah. them or it the the bottoms rusted out you might just fall through and slice your leg open i don't know there last night and granted it was dark but we were like we're not getting out of the car except for the last stop that i regret to this day <laughs> and it was only yesterday uh no well i think that's a good point because well when i was a kid there was a wooded area behind the elementary school and my mom was like don't go back there that's where the devil worshipers are <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think that was just code for unruly teens. Right. But you just never know who you're going to disturb, yeah. what you're going to, you know, what you're going to come upon and everything. But, and, and I was looking for an adventure like that when I was solo rando nodding. And the one I came to Empty Field, another one it sent me to, I manifested a good bit for the show. And it took me to White Rock Lake Park. It was daytime. And the point was across a creek. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not See, going. that would have been a good bit because you would have tried to cross. You would have fallen in. We would have had it on film. So it it was trying to get you to do something. I know. The app was trying and I was refusing. I did see a turtle, which was fun. <laughs> no, well, that that's was a fun. Good that's a good bit. bit. Did it tell it you was, a joke? It did not. I tried mm. to poke a tra- uh, like piece of trash with a stick because it looked like a floating bag, but I couldn't get it. So I, But I almost did fall in, but I didn't because I thought, uh, well... There's a lot of feces in White Rock Lake, so yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting in that. So yeah. I, uh, I felt like that was a bust, and then I said, okay, I'm going to manifest anything. I just want an object, something tangible. So it t- sends me to this uh, grass baseball diamond, and Ooh. I'm like, okay, there's going to be a baseball, a razor blade, an ink pen. I don't care anything. A rock doesn't razor matter. Blade. I, you know, I don't. What a, what, I don't no, know. Kids this do in is parks. Dallas. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, out of the question. So I go to this baseball diamond, you know, middle of the day, park in front of somebody's house and walk over. It's the cleanest fucking baseball mm. field in my life. I mean, there's not a not scrap an object of, to be found. No, there was nothing. And I looked, I went directly. It put me right between the pitcher mound uh, and the, you know, where the batter was. Did you dig? No. Maybe, <laughs> so maybe that's, that's what on... you needed to do. You got to take a shovel <laughs> on these things. Dallas Parks and Rec employees are like, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, you actually can't. And I'm like, you don't know. My object is down I'm here. I'm rando nodding. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think that's if you the thing digging, too. you'll find I, I don't know if, like when we were doing it, do you have to find the exact spot on the GPS or is it just like in the vicinity of that area? Because sometimes people will be like, this is where it took me. And then they kind of look around and then they find something. So, well, I mean, I, I didn't run the bases, but I looked. I mean, I, you know, again, it was grass. It was just well, all a base grass. is kind of an object. They weren't like know. the, they didn't have like the pad thing. You know, it's just uh, the little, I mean, it was ungrassed area, paint, I guess. Yeah. The, yeah. And it stuck me between two of them. So it left me between two bases. <laughs> well, that's a metaphor in itself that you got to figure out, you know. <laughs> Sinister Hood will be right back. There is so much going on in the world, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like we're fixing to go on our fun tour, our first Super leg of our excited tour, about that. or stuff you'd rather not think about, like, I don't know, all the unpacked suitcases from all my previous trips that I have to go unpack. <laughs> you can't always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. The magic of a wireless earbud is I love a good wireless earbud because I am a clumsy person and there's nothing like accidentally yanking my headphones out with yeah. plugs and cords. I hate it. So I, I got to have wireless and because I also walk around a lot when I'm listening to stuff. Yeah. And then also if you're uh, like Tommy and I and you're bathing kids and mm-hmm. you don't want a bunch of wires but you still want to have one earbud in to listen to a podcast or music or whatever, uh, you can do that and not Multitask. be danger- endangering anybody by leaning over a tub of water. Well, whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work, or work out, Raycons are our go-to for on-the-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive before you even start listening. 
You get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. Pure Mode is for podcasts. I mean, come on. You're probably listening to us on your Raycons right now. Put up some bass on us. That's what we need. (laughs) Right. That's all we Oh, yeah. (laughs) Balance Mode. It's also for podcasts. Everything. Just you should always listen to us. We Uh, need some balance. Exactly. Rock. A heavy rock metal. And then bass mode, the real bass mode, is for hip-hop, EDM, reggae, anything you like. There's a mode for it. There's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take all your calls on your earbud with the press of a button. Raycon started half the price of other premium auto brands, but they sound just as good. And they come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. Right now, Sinisterhood listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash sinister. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash sinister to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash sinister. Oh how's my gosh. Your, how's, how's your sleep? How, I... how was your sleep after... You went camping in a van for a few days, and then you got back to your Helix mattress. We went camping in a van. It was fine. We went to hotels even on either end of the trip. They were fine. All I wanted was to get back to my Helix mattress. And last night, after going on spooky random nodding adventures, Mm -hmm. I was able to get a sound night's sleep, despite, and it kept me from getting any nightmares, in fact, because it's so comfy cozy. Oh, it's so nice. My home base. And you can get one too. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for anyone else? Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Even mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. It is still an average of 95 degrees a day here in Texas, so we are very much about that cool mattress. I took the Helix quiz, and I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt both soft and firm because I sleep on all the things, on my back, my side, and my stomach. So I had to have something that comforts me no matter how I'm sleeping. I got the Helix Sunset Luxe because I like a super soft pillowy feel, and I primarily sleep on my side. It's also great for couples because it reduces motion transfer if you got a a partner like me that flops around like a baby seal in his sleep. You don't wake up anymore. And if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever have to go to a mattress store again. Just go to helixsleep.com slash creepy and take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it, but you will love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash creepy. The pillows are fire, y'all. I love my pillow. I, I snuggle, snuggle it. with my pillow. I do too. I snuggle <laughs> it. It's the perfect size to spoon. I can't <laughs> sleep without hugging my Helix pillow. I'm a little nervous about traveling without my Helix pillow, but we'll see. I don't know. Might have to shove it into our new (laughs) suitcases. (laughs) We're gonna have to check bags to take the pillows with us. That's HelixSleep.com/slash/creepy for up to two hundred dollars off and two free pillows. Rando Nautica, a portmanteau of Rando and Nautica, is the world's first and only quantumly generated create-your-own-adventure app. 
according to the official website. After signing up for the app, you are walked through the process of Randonaut Adventures. First, you choose whether to go toward anomalies or blind spots. For anomalies, you can choose attractors, voids, or power. Attractors are places with more activity, while voids are places with less activity. Pocket Tactics explains that attractors are areas deemed highly significant by the app, while voids have less quantum points, but what you may find there is often more meaningful to the intention you set. Choosing the power option generates either an attractor or a void, based on which one has the highest power. Power ranking is determined by how dense the area is compared to the number of quantum points, according to touch-tap-play. For I had to have this visualized for Dude, me. I'm still confused, and I've done it, and I've read it, and I've watched it, and I still am <laughs> confused. Well, I was reading a thing, and then they had photos next to it. And so the attractors is, I guess, the because the generation software, the algorithm behind it that randomly generates these numbers, it's the casino numbers. I was, like, thinking of it as if, you know, you're playing a slot machine or mm-hmm. whatever. So the attractor points are the ones where it's more likely – that the, those numbers are going to come up on the slot machine. You know what I mean? So there's, and that's what quantum like, points refers to, like next to each other. So if you're pulling the slot machine handle and it comes up, you know, point A and then point A one is right next to it, A two, A three, A four. They're not the same point, but they're all kind of like right on it. And then when you pull the slot machine handle and you get the royal flush finally, and it's like rare. That's the void. It's like it doesn't mm-hmm. usually happen. So I had to. I read a thing about it, and I was looking at this imagery of darker clusters and then lighter clusters and the darker clusters where it's more often to more likely to land more often are the attractors and then the lighter clusters where it was less likely to land was the void so i was like oh it's like a pair of twos versus a royal flush so i had to think of it in gambling yeah well to think of it how what the app was originally or the code was originally designed for so it makes sense and the danger is for a gambler like me is i'm like i'll just do another one i'll just do another one i'll do another one you gotta keep me out of a casino dude like i can't oh yeah it's it's dangerous. And yeah, it's kind of up to you which one you want to do based on how you're feeling and the intent or question you might be asking. We we did all three mm-hmm. and had pretty much the same results for all of them. But I've seen videos and YouTubes of the creator, Joshua, saying like, these are the ones that I prefer. I usually get better responses from this. So... Try them all out and see what works best for you. Under blind spots, you can choose either quantum or pseudo. Quantum locations are designed to be areas you may have never seen before and wouldn't normally see in your everyday life. Choosing a pseudo blind spot signals the random coordinate generator to select coordinates that are unrelated to anything else. These often send the user all over the place. I feel like we did a pseudo blind spot on our first one last night. (laughs) Even though we did not, because we, we were, were all over the place, driving in circles trying to find <laughs> where the hell we were going. I am still a bit confused about the pseudo and quantum blind spots because is the pseudo assuming that even if you're focusing your intention, the numbers generated have nothing to do with your intention? Uh, as a gambler, I'm like, okay, if I take my money out and then push this button, it'll go this way when it's all just randomized. So I think it's similar to that. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know that there's an underlying. But all of it's randomized. Yeah. So I don't know if the pseudo is saying we're taking the intent out of this. We're not factoring the intention in and it's just totally random. I don't know. 
it's here's my thing. Um, I feel like a lot of big words are thrown around with this app, and the creators just spew out big fancy word salads that don't really make any sense and kind of confuse everyone. But the genius thing is when everyone's confused, no one can argue with you because they don't even know what to argue about. You're describing words from Bentinho Massaro and yes, the and Order of the I Solar Temple. Tommy, I said, and this Gwen is Chamber very Laura. I said, this is a very cult-like um, language that they use in describing everything. Like, you feel like if you get it, you're in the cool crowd and, like, you know things that others – also, like, conspiracy theories. Like, you're smarter than people. Mm-hmm. You're, you're I bet in people, the know. Rando nodding – Enthusiasts listening are probably thinking we're a couple of idiots, which is fine. You think what are you? Those fools don't get it. They're just not in the in the know, which is fine. And that's I think you know any collective that you're a part of, you always feel like outsiders are uh, don't get it. They're not on the same Mm -hmm. level. Whatever. I mean, I feel that way honestly. When someone's like. I think you should leave isn't very funny. I'm like, oh, well, what do you know about anything in the world? Yeah. You know, and so it's like, or like, I saw Bo Burnham's Inside. And I th- like, I read an entire essay from a lady that said Bo- the Inside, the special by Bo Burnham, uh, was just like, wasn't good. And I was like, okay, she's an idiot. Straight up. Straight up idiot. So when you're part of like a, you know, that those type of, you know, like we're those kind of people that like that show or we're those, you know, I'm this type of person that believes this. I think there is like a tribal mentality of, Oh, well, you don't get it. You're an outsider. Mm-hmm. And when they're speaking to the, like, they're preaching to the choir, right? They're speaking to people that are already believing in this, kind of like Bettino yeah. or Gwen Shamblin or whoever, you know, where yes. you're you're predisposed to believe it. And I think you're already fine. on that wavelength. So you're well, like, it's like, oh, yeah, quantum points, man. <laughs> the, I totally get know. like this. I'm going to do pseudo and we're going to find some quant points and. You know, I'm all about the meta mind matter. I'm like, I don't know what anybody's what talking about. I mean, I would read things five times. I'm like, I still don't really. Well, I'm but as a person, do it. well, that I pull a tarot card to write about or to yeah. meditate on or whatever. What? It, there's no difference, right? So I think you can. No. Uh, we can uh, not necessarily cast dispersions, but point out it's just as much nonsense. Like everything, the whole world's nonsense. Everything's nonsense. True. Come on now. Yeah. Everything's nonsense. <laughs> however, you, nonsense. however you get your nonsense, you do you. Yeah, exactly. No matter how you slice it. After you've made your selections, you click generate. You will then be charged between five and 20 owl tokens, depending on your choices. The app then tells you to set your intentions and visualize what the outcome will be. Intentions can be things as broad as blue, object, or happiness, to more pointed questions, such as, will I find true love? In seconds, GPS coordinates to a location pop up on your screen. After clicking Start Journey, your phone's map app pops up and leads you off on your Randonautica adventure. So I used the word object on one of my adventures, mm-hmm. my solo adventures, and it sent me to Sunnyvale, Texas, to I said it as far as I could go without having to pay because there's there's a couple of paywalls that you run into, mm-hmm. and so I think it was ten kilometers, and so it sent me to. I appreciate a, that you're on European uh, measuring. It made it made it be kilometers. I don't think no, I could you change. can change it to oh, miles. I did oh, read bad. that after because I was well, like, why were we doing everything kilometers when we could have changed it to miles? I, I was um I was going some kilometers to Sunnyvale, <laughs> Texas, and it sent me to a. 
subdevelopment called Tanner's Creek. Very shout out if you live in Tanner's Creek. Damn, those houses were noise. <laughs> and I had chosen object and it told me to go into someone's backyard. So obviously I didn't do that. But I went to their I parked in front of their house and they had a a pretty ornate landscaping design in front of their house that included it was you know maybe five feet wide and probably seven to ten feet deep and about as yeah maybe five feet tall so it was kind of in the middle of a circle drive there was this whole like planters and beautiful flowers and roses and directly in the center was a yellow ofo bike which that used to be this like pay to rent bike that were all around the town and then uh, I don't know why I said all around the town, like we're in a old 50s musical. There were bikes all around the town, um, but they used to be everywhere. And then I think they, were, they got banned by the city and they got picked up because they were always ended up in the lake or dumpsters or whatever. And so in the middle of this, these people's, you know, front yard, dis- not display, but like front yard landscaping, there was this yellow bicycle. So again, I was like, oh, I found an object. But like, did I? Because my real journey was supposedly in this person's yard behind like an eight foot tall wrought iron fence mm-hmm. that I am sorry, I'm not as dedicated to the show as I thought I was because I did not scale the fence. As um, you should. And that is one of the part tenets of the rules. is don't trespass. However, people do all the time. And yeah. then they're shocked when people... <laughs> Run it up to their car with a flashlight in the middle of the night, and they're like, "Get off my damn property!" Yeah, the, uh, the, it wanted us to trespass, or I don't even know if it would have been trespassing, but it wanted us to hop a fence into a field last night. Nah, under a bridge, and we're like, "Nah, we ain't doing that." <laughs> Not today. Uh, no. Uh, but yeah, so like, but my because my thing was vague of object because I had done good bit for the show. Didn't find anything. Well, I found a turtle, and then I did. I want to find something, and so I went to the baseball field and didn't find anything. So then I was like, okay, I want to find something, and then it sent me to this house with a bike in front of it. So like, is that an object? Did I find it? If you want it to be, that's. I think you. If you want to draw a connection, you can. Yeah. If you don't, then you don't. That's kind of like with any of this manifestation stuff. Well, you there can we see go. things in whatever you want to see something in. I found my object. There you go. So the owl tokens are how you pay for things, and you're given mm-hmm. like 150 to start, and then I think every day you're given an, another 30. Oh, okay. But at some point, if you want to do things like shorten the distance, because when the when the GPS pops up, you can like. Squish it down to where it's a smaller radius or make it bigger to where, you know, it. the numbers could go, like, for a few miles or I don't know how many kilometers that is out. <laughs> but at some point, if you want to do certain things, you have to pay. Or if you don't want to go in the water, which it yeah. kept freaking telling us to go in the lake, I'm like, y'all think we're about to get in White Rock Lake at 11 p.m.? I I'm wouldn't get in that thing get... at 11 a.m. There's no way in hell I'm getting in that lake dysentery but, at any yeah, hour <laughs> if you want if you don't want to go in the water and get past that paywall then you have to pay so you can do some stuff for free but at some point like with all apps if you want to have a deeper experience you're going to have to pony up some money i guess owl tokens is because in the beginning when it was the beta testing so many people saw the owls yes that's what they said after the people started seeing the owls on their journeys that they made that into their logo the token thing is just, I think you talked about this on a mixed bag one time about um, the psychology beyond, behind app games and 
in-app purchases mm-hmm. and why things are tokenized versus it's like Dave and Buster Bucks where you don't feel like you're spending as much money yeah. because it's like a separate currency. So I'm sure that's probably the impetus behind that because you're yeah. like, oh, it's only 15 owl tokens. It's or it's like tickets at the fair, coupons at the state sure. fair. You know, yeah. oh, it's only eight coupons. Well, that's really like four bucks or whatever. Yeah. Or actually, now I think the coupons a dollar this year. Switching oh. it up on us. Dang. But they 20, did save you twenty old... coupons or twenty bucks. Yeah, Damn. I think they're saying coupons are a dollar now, and they used to be. I think they used to be fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were probably cheaper than that before. But they did say if you have old coupons, you can use them. Yeah, you can always. Texas State I, I once saved. I used coupons from like five years back. Once they'll take them. They do. We need to do a, a mini-sode on the Great State Fair coupon heist where people had gone in. They were supposed to be shredding the old coupons, but then they were stealing them. Oh, I and, didn't know about this. And there was like a, it was like, uh, yeah, it was a big scam, a big State Fair scam. We should also go to the State Fair and yeah. do some video content. Um, I have season passes, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I do not, but I'm, I would like for us to go together at least once, and I will just buy tickets. Anytime. Let's go. I'm in. I'm going to get... Well, if you do a, a mukbang of me eating a turkey leg, <laughs> put it on Patreon. Because <laughs> it is, it is a There's fucking just, sight. I I'll would like this. just a sound, soundbite of you going, mukbang. <laughs> well, Joshua described the app to the New York Times, calling it... A multimedia storytelling platform. He went on to say he wasn't surprised by the app's popularity. Kind of figured it was inevitable because basically what it is is like a machine that creates memes and legends and it kind of virally propagates on its own. Whatever the fuck that means. That's what I'm talking about. Like this language, you're like, what? Let me read that again. Like memes on memes, memes on and memes. legends? What do you mean legends? Do you mean a legend like Zelda? Yeah. Or do you mean a legend like a compass? Like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> it's just legends of the hidden temple. <laughs> Such a good legendary. Show. I am legend. Now I'm just free associating. Baby. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. That's I'm. He may be a nice man, and he lives in Texas. I think What's he may that? live in Dallas. <laughs> he's gonna find us. <laughs> what did I say last time? I ain't listening. No, he he's, ain't listening. he's probably not. But the videos, I felt like he couldn't even explain some things to me. So I don't know how I'm supposed to understand it. Well, I appreciate that he partnered with a person who's, you know, all about marketing, branding, content. I it would behoove him to possibly partner with someone who could, you know, do a little bit of media coaching based on yeah. some of the interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have more of a team now on the Good. website. They've got probably like 10 people uh, that, that work there. So um, maybe they're kind of going that direction to make it They're more growing. yeah make it more understandable while the experiences are intended to be fun mindful and thought-provoking the developers have established nine tenants for rando dots to aid in their adventures which include venture mindfully paying attention practicing safety and situational awareness high vibes intent be luminous in thought and strive to radiate a positive mindset and bring a trash bag be respectful of the environment and always leave the place you traveled to better than what it was before. I can get on board with that last one. Oh, yeah. There's nine of them. They're all pretty good. We just picked a couple because we wanted yeah. to read the whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, especially bring a trash bag. And I actually saw on the Rando Not subreddit that a, a fella said, oh, he and his wife uh, went out. And I can't remember 
if you know what their intention was was like adventure or something and they got to a parking lot that was covered in garbage yeah and he's like oh we should have brought a trash bag so we're gonna go home get a trash bag come back and clean this parking lot up so i mean it inspires this like sense of community and actually i noticed that as i was walking back from my adventure that there had been stuff like dumped in a creek area that i driving by would never have seen that but then i was on foot and was able to look over and be like oh crap like people dump a lot of stuff down i mean i'm not gonna go down in a creek and pick up like a car engine but you know like there i could though i just want to throw it out there i could if i wanted to but like i was busy so i was on a timeline um but like you you know you it does the whole bring a trash bag thing it does again the whole app i think causes you to be more present Mm -hmm. and be more aware of where even if it's an adventure one kilometer or 10 (laughs) kilometers from your house that you can you know see something in a different way for sure try to make it better Users can also share their adventures directly in the app with the Discover feature. One entry posted by a user in Tennessee claimed their stated intention was to understand. The caption alongside photos of a sunny day read, The coordinates led us to a field of yellow wildflowers. There was nowhere to park. I believe I saw a vampire. (laughs) Or three, actually. I drew a description. Oh, Christ. This was so good. It was just so... Uh, this is when you messaged me and said... <laughs> it's like one in the morning. I oh, can't like- wait to hear your take on this episode. There's so many holes in this. How are you going to see a vampire in the middle of the day first? The picture of the vampire is so good, too. It makes me think of the leprechaun that went viral where they're like, yes. there's a leprechaun in that tree. <laughs> That's oh, one of my man. favorites to this day. God. So and how good. did you know they were vampires? <laughs> It was. I told you the photos show the daytime, so uh, yeah, that's yeah. vampires aren't out in the day, and he, they were in their car. Not yeah. the vampires, the the alleged vampires, the rando knots. Uh, if you don't mind, I have it pulled up. The rest of it says it was a good half a miles away for the destination, and the same when I was leaving. But this time, it was an older aged person, an old vampire, I suppose. And around that, some half a mile away, it looked like a fire in the distance. Uh, but I didn't catch it in time to show the smoke rising. And then they included a drawing of Can the vampire. Can you screen share? Uh, yeah, let me show it to you. Hold on. Here's the drawing. <laughs> share screen. Uh, here we go. Start sharing. <laughs> <laughs> it says, what? vampire or black-eyed child, the girlfriend riding the passenger, looked normal but had slightly dark eyes. Maybe she'd had a rough night. <laughs> this is just, it looks like a... Picasso drawing of a head. Frankly, with, it's art. I'm printing this out and putting it in the studio. It's not bad. It's they got blonde hair, so uh, rude. And then like <laughs> uh, squiggly lines under their eyes, which I guess this person assumed makes them a vampire because that's the only thing about this drawing that you'd think. What is that? Everything else looks normal. Yeah. It's, so perhaps love- they just had on makeup, or they were just <laughs> tired. I just like that it was the first, it was like, I saw a goddamn vampire today. (laughs) That's their first, their first uh, reaction is, it's a vampire. I saw a dang vampire. One of them Tennessee vampires. One of them daytime (laughs) Tennessee vampires. (laughs) You know what? And it says they were driving a Ford sports car. (laughs) You know vampires like Ford, American made. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. We'll have to share that image. Yes. Yeah, that'll definitely be going up on the Instagram for this one. Well, other users found something even more frightening than a vampire. 
on the night of June 9, 2020, 62-year-old landlord Michael Lee Dudley got into a fight with his tenants, 35-year-old Jessica Lewis and 27-year-old Austin Winter, after the two struggled to pay the $1,500 for the room in his house they were staying in. The argument escalated to violence, with neighbors hearing a male voice say, Please don't do this. Just let me leave. Followed by gunshots. After killing Austin and Jessica, Dudley dismembered them and placed their remains into plastic bags. He then put some of the bags into black suitcases, according to People magazine. Next, he cleaned and repainted the spare bedroom that Austin and Jessica had been renting, according to court documents. That same day, he rented out the room to a new tenant. Ten days later, on June 19, 2020, a group of teens opened the Randonautica app. They set their intention on the word travel and headed towards the provided coordinates. They arrived at the 1100 block of Alki Avenue Southwest near Duwamish Head in West Seattle. There on the beach below, they spotted a black suitcase and filmed themselves approaching it. The captions on the video read, Randonaut sent us to this part of the beach and we found this black suitcase. As one of the teens climbed down towards the suitcase, the caption said, We were joking that maybe the suitcase would have money. The teen holding the camera then says through nervous laughter, <laughs> It stinks, y'all. As one of the teens unzips the suitcase, a large black plastic bag can be seen inside. It did not contain money, but rather the remains of Austin and Jessica. The end of the video shows a member of their group on the phone with the police. So I believe this video in its entirety has been taken down, as it should. I saw a clip of it, which is them showing up at this beach, walking down, you know, the rocks to get to where the suitcase is and unzipping it. And it looks kind of like a mushy, thick, black trash bag mm -hmm. in an average-sized suitcase. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have been brave enough to unzip it. But. No, especially if it smelled like that. I mm -hmm. I don't think I would have either. And then I'm assuming that they opened the bag further to I, know what it was to call the police. I think they just called the police without tearing it open. Oh, they didn't look? I think based on the smell and the, the texture. Yeah, the texture of it. I think they just called the police. Well, that's probably for their own mental health. That's that's best. When police arrived, they confirmed the suitcase contained human remains. According to police, another bag of remains was found floating in the water nearby. After an investigation, Michael Lee Dudley was arrested on August 19, 2020. He was charged with two counts of second-degree murder for killing Jessica Lewis and Austin Winter. At a bail reduction hearing in March of 2021, Jessica's aunt addressed the court, describing how Dudley bestowed so much pain and sorrow to my family and that he was responsible for scarring and forever hurting everyone who knew and loved Jessica and Austin. The bail reduction request was denied and Dudley remains in jail awaiting trial. Jessica's aunt also added in her statement that the medical examiners concluded that more than one person had helped or assisted the disposal of my niece and her boyfriend. To date, nobody else has been charged except Mike Dudley. The teen who posted the video later expressed how disturbing the whole incident had been for him, writing, The moment I got back home, I broke down. I still can't sleep. In another comment, he called it, Traumatic. 
saying it changed my life. That is uh that's a life-changing moment for sure. Yeah. I mean, you have that uh, they're not the ones that that killed Austin and Jessica, you know, and it's actually, you know, is it it's a good thing that the family got closure. Yeah. They were able to make an arrest. They were able to take this dangerous person off the streets. But as you know, you ask yourself, why did it have to be me? You know, yeah. that, I'm glad that there was some, you know, closure for this family that obviously was really hurting, but that's something you're going to think about and probably have nightmares about and really oh, yeah. have to process for a long time. Yeah. I, my question is, did he set that suitcase just where it was? Because it's kind of on just like in the middle of some rocks. I think it washed up. And th- yeah. So I'm assuming he, but it I was, believe they, sit- yeah, I guess it was laying down. It was laid down and it had yeah. washed up on, that's like they had to climb down from the kind of pier area yeah. down. So it had washed up. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So he must've thrown the suitcase into the water. Maybe there was another one that opened and that mm-hmm. bag floated out, but Yeah. Horrific person to be able to do that, to to shoot somebody over rent when, you know, and at the time, you know, the CDC moratorium was in effect, I think. Um, I'd have to go back and check the timeline. But something as simple as just, it's rent, you know, and Mm -hmm. and that's not somebody's life to take over that. And also, to then, I mean... You just Jim. repaint the room and yes. rent it out that same day. Well, and dismember them, and that and that's why I I agree that there's probably someone else that was involved helping. because that is a task. Yeah, to uh, to down to the size that could be disposed of in it, the size suitcase. It was. It wasn't that big. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that the the investigation's ongoing, and if somebody did help them, they get they get caught as well. Yeah. Well, not everyone was so upset by the video depicting Jessica and Austin's remains in the suitcase. In the official Randonautica book, the app creators refer to the unfortunate incident of the suitcase and accuse the media of trying to sensationalize Randonautica as a nefarious app because of the video. The creators are quick to point out that Pokemon Go users have also found human remains and that... Finding a dead body is at least one in 100 million for the randonauts. Clearly an anomaly. And they note that. Interest in and mystery of the app skyrocketed. As a result of the video, app creator Joshua Lingfelder echoed this sentiment when he was quoted in the New York Times saying, It's not the best press, but I'm not really that upset about it because it's kind of cool. I kind of wish it was me who found it. This is where I turned a corner on how I felt about Joshua. The book. So I, you know, obviously we'd all heard this story of Austin and Jessica, you know, their remains being found. And I realized that as I was listening to the book, doesn't say their name, doesn't mention anything about the deal. It was this sort of blip was this like suitcase. It was really unfortunate. Anyway, it really got a lot of good press for us, though. Yeah, it was pretty insensitive. It was a page and a half, I think, when I looked at the Kindle version. Of course, I was listening to it. But as I was walking and listening to this part and I heard it, it really did make me stop and rewind it. And I thought, surely that dismissive bit, it, you, surely you wouldn't write about the loss of two people's lives in a mm-hmm. dismissive way like that. And then I was watching this Inside Edition clip and then reading the New York Times article and the attitude was not great. Like I said, there mm-hmm. needs to be a little bit of media training of mm-hmm. we are – 
this, you know, using the victims' names, talking about, you know, we understand this must be traumatic for the teens that found it. Not, I kind of wished it was me who found it. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that people were cool cut about up that. Yeah, into I mean, a suitcase. I don't think the families think it's kind of cool. I don't think the kids that found them think it's kind of cool. It's it's very insensitive and myopic. It's a great way to put it. And it, like I said, it read, maybe that wasn't the intention, but the uh, tone in the book was, listen, it sucked, but it was kind of great because we got a lot more users after The this. whole adage of, well, there's no such thing as bad yeah. press. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. Not my favorite part that yeah. I read. Well, there was, I was telling you about another TikTok I saw, the one we mentioned earlier, where if it was not real, that girl is a hell of an actress. But I really do think it was real. I do too. She, and it's her image because she's sobbing has been shown on like little YouTube clips about TikTok and stuff. So you may have have seen it. She is sobbing in her car at night and her and her friend had just gone on a random not adventure and their intention was death, which they got a lot of hate comments because people were like, what did y'all expect? Why were you, you know, like you're just inviting trouble. And when they were driving on their way to where it was taking them, she saw a body laying in the the gutter and a woman was there holding it. And the guy had just been shot and he was bleeding. And they were like the first people to come up on this scene. So they called 911. Her friend like took his jacket off to help stop the bleeding. They had to be interviewed by the cops and. She was hysterical, understandably so. That's a very traumatic thing to see. People in the comments were, I mean, like all TikTok comments, you're either great or, God, leave the country because you're never going to recover from it. I really got to block and delete a lot on TikTok because it's, people are, they, they're bold, man. Yeah. The, The amount of epithets and rude things I've been called. Oh, see, I don't, I've posted two videos. They were each of my kids. I dare you. I will take you to the ground if you have anything to say rude about those videos. I don't ever post. I just like to watch it. But, you know, some people were like, what did you expect? You, you know, some people even blaming her. Like, y'all caused yeah. this and then other people coming to her defense. Like, she's young. They didn't think it was this serious. Like, of course you didn't cause this, you know. No, I think they, they encountered it. But I don't think that someone got shot because no. she thought that. No. And, like, if you want to draw the conclusion that. They manifested death, so they came upon that. Okay. It could also be totally random. Yeah. You know? And there's been a time I was driving in downtown Dallas, and I saw somebody collapse, and I called 911. I'm like, someone has collapsed. It was super late at night. It was not an area I was comfortable getting out of the car in, but was able to call 911. The police showed up, and it's I didn't say, okay, that night, I want to see somebody get injured and get out. You know? Right. But... If it happens and you come upon it, I mean, she did the right thing. You call the an yeah. ambulance, get them help and everything. So I don't I don't like to think I caused that, you know, because I just happened to be the one driving by. And a ton of cars just kept driving and maybe you didn't even notice. And you just were the, the good person to help. I saw a guy dying in Tom Thumb parking lot. Very and I helped traumatic. administer CPR and called 911. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very traumatic. So, yeah, there's, like I said. If you want to draw a correlation between the intent you set and the things you come upon, you can. But there's nothing wrong with saying it's just completely random and it's just for fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's and uh, like you were saying, some of the comments where I don't I re- I rebuke the negative energy in this video. I ran across so many videos where I guess that's a thing. If you're on that algorithm, which now I am, <laughs> people, if these like negative vibe or spooky or like paranormal videos come up, people will just like repeat that. And mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like if you were doing a paranormal investigation and you're like i don't want any of the negative energy to follow me i just never thought people would take it to the extreme of like you're just watching a video and you still feel like that can like attack you get the bad vibes yeah or attach onto you joshua believes that by focusing on one's intent the human mind has the capability of affecting the numbers chosen for the coordinates he calls this theory Mind-Machine Interaction, or MMI. While science does not support this theory, Joshua is not discouraged, instead citing the work of famed parapsychologist Dean Radin, as well as a 1998 experiment conducted by the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research, or PAIR. The study, which was published in the Journal of Scientific Exploration, a publication that focuses on the paranormal, supports the belief that people can control random number generators with their mind, according to Joshua. Those involved in the study, however, stated that their findings were weak and more research needed to be conducted. Meanwhile, physicist Daniel J. Rogers told the New York Times that the MMI theory is completely absurd. There's no quantum physics here. This is just people using big science words to sound magical. There's no actual science here. I stand Daniel J. Rogers because this pretty much summed up how I, I feel about this. As far as this is just people using big science words to sound magical, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I also do believe that there can be some power in manifestation and you you the energy you put out is the energy you get back in. So, you know, you can absolutely use this app to do that. I just... Part of me feels like these people are taking advantage of their users somehow, and I can't really pinpoint why I feel that way, Mm -hmm. but I get a bit of that feeling. My only uh, concern is that coming from the world of gambling or using the, I guess, like aspects of online gambling, which I thought about this yesterday when we were doing it, is so when you push a button on the app and it's going to generate the coordinates. These things pop up with the little flying bird that says, you know, it's the, I guess it's an owl, a flying owl that says, you know, manifest your intention, you know, visualize what you're going to see. And it makes you wait. And there's, that's also shown to create anticipation and excitement versus if you clicked generate coordinates, it's instantaneous, right? Like it's an app. And Mm so, or, you know, the, the programming, it's just going to pop out a random number. Well, you add these extra screens in that, Literally, like, if you're going on a website and you click, like, um, you know, if you go get a pop-up that says, oh, click to get a discount, and you click it, whatever you're going to get is what you're going to get. Well, it does an animation of a wheel, like Wheel of Fortune spinning. Right, well, right. you get more excited, and then you're more likely to use this, like, 15% discount that they're literally going to just give you for signing up for their email list mm-hmm. anyway. It's like that on this app that instead of just popping out a coordinate, there's a little bit of magic. Not magic. There's a little bit of theater to it. A little bit yeah. of psychological manipulation to it and you know if a person sells an app or you know has an app they're not stupid right like they're going to do their research and see what is more effective on users minds and it's just like with 
you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, the idea of notifications, like things that get you, that draws you in, it's similar to that, that it's going to draw you in further versus just being like, here's your coordinate. That feeling of gratification. Yeah. Yeah. It's more that the anticipation is a bigger payoff when it does show you where you're going. I think psychological manipulation is what I was trying to pinpoint. That's the thing I feel like is different here than with a tarot card, for example. Mm-hmm. That it's a pack of cards that you're going to, you know, look at and, you know, you divine whatever you want to divine for it or a Bible or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a philosophy book or, you know, whatever you're going to use to get your answers from. Or just is- mentally manifest having an intent in your mind and then, you know, not using the app. Yeah. And it creates, okay, well, I have to, or not, you know, I have to, but I want to. It's, like I said, I know myself and my personality, and I'm a gambler, and that's why I have my envelope system, which I got from my dad's friend. Where if you go to the casino, you have an empty envelope and one with cash in it, and you put your winnings in the empty one, and you only spend the cash that you brought. And that way it keeps you from like losing your ass. I mean, you still may lose your ass, but the idea is that it's, you know, it uh, divvies it up so that you're not losing as much. But I know my personality that. There are times that I'm like, okay, I have to leave this casino because I'm about to open up the other envelope. Like, I have no self-control. And so I felt as a gambling, uh, I'm more, I I don't ever go to the casino. But if I do, I am more likely to participate in gambling behaviors. And as a person that's predisposed, I have ADHD, right? I look for dopamine hits. Mm -hmm. And so I'm addicted. I have an addictive personality. So this app. I did one, and then I was like, okay, it was a bust or whatever, but the next one. Yeah. But the next yeah. one. But the next one. I think then, that's a lot of people. And it's this dopamine, and I was like, oh, I'm falling. No, I'm straight up falling for it. I mean, I know. And then I, at some point, you run out of owl tokens, and you still haven't got that dopamine, so then you pony up 399 to keep going or whatever it to is. To get my owl tokens, exactly. And so I did realize as I was using it, I was like, oh, I'm a target audience for this mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> I'm like, and ready. I think also because it's such a big... TikTok thing and people in in Reddit, you want to post these videos of yourself finding cool stuff. Mm -hmm. You are going to look for those connections more and possibly even put yourself in riskier situations because you want to be a part of that community. You want to get those likes. You want to get those views. You want to get those follows. Yeah. So, I mean, something like this where, like, that's a component that doesn't exist with, like, tarot cards. Mm Mm-hmm totally changes the game for me the performative aspect of it yes yeah the app's creators concede that not everyone believes that randonautica is the answer to life's existential problems serving up whatever its users conjure in their minds in their book the creators note that skeptics may believe the seemingly magical incidents of the app are nothing more than a result of the bader meinhof phenomenon the phenomenon also known as frequency illusion is when your awareness of something increases This leads you to believe it's actually happening more, even if that's not the case, according to Healthline. Other skeptics believe Randonautica's online community perpetuates confirmation bias among its users. They think they'll find a black cat or an orange traffic cone or an owl, and so they do. And I actually, you know, as I was going to, and I found the orange traffic cone, I had this thought, this thought occurred to me that, okay, if if I wasn't doing it for a bit for the show, if I was wanting to be a part of a community and everybody said, well, I saw a cone on my tr- trip that I may be incentivized to say, oh my gosh, so did I mm-hmm. whenever, or like, not that everybody has to show receipts all the time, but I mean, I'm telling you what my manifestations were and I'm telling you the answer of them 
And, I, you know, I took a screenshot of everything and I saved it. Which, by the way, can I just point out, you get on Radonautica, it tells you to pick a username. So I picked my same one that I have for everything, Heather versus the world. Then it assigned me a second username, which was Hucky Fornicator. <laughs> I was like, um. What? <laughs> what? I don't even know what hucky means. <laughs> no, why is that of all the names? They I don't thought know. That was good. They think I don't that's... know. Hucky says a large object or a stick. That's a big old piece of hucky. That's on uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so, a so stick, I guess I'm a... a stick fucker is what they're calling you. A big stick fucker. I'm I'm a big old stick fucker, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. I was I looked, but it let me type my own name in, so I typed it in, and then it assigned me the name of Hucky Fornicator. That's wild. I was. A I, it didn't give me an assigned name. I don't know. I think if, I just. T- I don't even remember what it was. I think it was just my name. Yeah. Or it was probably Christy or GTFO. I don't remember. But yeah. So, but anyway. So all that to say, Hucky Fornicator could be out there saying, you know, if you find the school bus, then do you can you you could in theory retroactively say, well, I wanted something childlike, and then I found a school bus. You know, like, mm-hmm. or I could have said, oh, it sent me to this tree that had acorns on it, and I, you know, my manifestation was nutty. You know, yeah. I, I wonder if that confirmation bias is either yes, it does send you to. Or it does tend, you know, your mind is predisposed to look for certain things or to also look for things that other people have said they've seen. But then on the flip side, I'm also just skeptical and I'm like, okay, or cynical. I'm like, they could just be lying. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lying. And like to the point of like, you're just seeing things that you've, that are have always been there. You just see them different. That's the whole Bader-Meinhof thing. It's like, mm-hmm. if you all of a sudden decide, I want to buy a purple car because nobody has purple cars and I want to stand out then all of a sudden you start noticing purple cars everywhere you mm-hmm. go it's not like everybody went out and bought a bunch of purple cars they've there's always been the same amount of purple cars you're just seeing them more now because your brain has decided that that's important mm-hmm. so it because your brain is filtering out stuff that is unimportant or that it deems unimportant all the time because there's so much stimulation in your day-to-day that you can't like take it all in you take in what is important and that you feel like is necessary so then if you're if you make a connection that like this is now important for me it starts showing up more i saw a thing on cnbc that everybody's wearing crocs now you and now you're going to see Crocs yeah, everywhere, invest right? invest in ugly shoes. That was the whole bit. And one of the guys on there, Dominic Chu, who I love, he always wears sneakers with his suits. And someone's like, oh, ugly shoes, like you, Dominic. And he was like, um, I don't wear Crocs, okay? But now I know friends that have Crocs. I had a whole conversation about Crocs with my friend Elise last night. But that's a thing that people wear now is Crocs. And I the did Crocs not know that. Crocs makes, like, I don't know Hers have platform cute, cute shoes, but they do make, like, ballet slippers kind of but they're still the croc material yeah so they make like nicer shoes than just the ones that look like uh grated cheese like swiss cheese with the holes in them yeah now that's a shoe i want but Mm -hmm. once i heard that and they said oh that's the they called it the ugly shoe trade like you should buy these companies that make crocs or similar you know that type of design then i did start noticing at the store Mm -hmm. it's majority is kids but i've also just noticed just other people like folks just wear crocs and i had i had never really thought of that before i wore crocs at magic time machine when i dress up as Minnie mouse for one season i I decided to be black crocs or red crocs 
They were red, yeah. I yeah. Wore, which I don't know, it was Minnie Mouse appropriate, but whatever. I mean, that place was loose with what <laughs> costumes were supposed to be. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I just it didn't, in my life, I don't see Crocs. I don't think about them. But then once I heard that, that's Bader Meinhof, right? I yeah. just started, now I see Crocs everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for I sure. See Crocs. Never, never owned a pair of Crocs. There's always a time to start. Wait, you know what? I'm a liar. I think I have a pair of Crocs that are like cute sandals. Oh, nice. Now that I think about it. I'm not here to front like I had real Crocs. These were Walmart off-brand Crocs. These you are equate what? Crocs. Crooks? <laughs> These were Crooks. <laughs> Sinisterhood will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, you need to unload it, and that's what therapy can be. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Sinisterhood listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Sinister. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Sinister. Uh, Christy, adulting is bullshit. Things like packing are ruining my life right now. Yeah. It's an onslaught of WTFs, but this wonderful subscription box says everything I need to say about life so my mouth doesn't have to. Smartass and Sass is a monthly subscription box that brings snark and sass right to your door. In the last one we got, we got a little uh, cute, like, wooden block that was painted. Oh, you got your little uh, your wine punch, glass there. Punch today in the face. Yeah, and I punch filled today it with, in the face. I filled it with orange, uh, what is orange shit, uh, pumpkin cream cold brew. I got a little wooden decorative block that you can either set on your desk or hang on the wall. And it's painted with cute flowers. And it says... Who left the bag of idiots open? You know what? It's appropriate. I'm about to use Don't Kill My Vibes. It's this fold-over zipper bag that's part canvas and part vinyl. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put a ton of stuff in it when I travel. Me too. And uh, and I'm drinking out of my Punch Today in the Face cup. Um, And then I got some socks that say 100% that bitch. Me too. Yeah. I will say about this little sign. So Uh Ella asked me, what does that say? (laughs) And I said... Well, it says who left the bag of idiots open, and she just paused, and she goes, who did leave the bag of idiots open? <laughs> and I went, great Girl, question. Girl, we, we myself knew. that every day. <laughs> if only we knew. Yes. Smart ass and sass items are curated and tested by the SNS team, a group of really mouthy mofos who can't stop laughing at their own dank sense of humor. You can choose from three levels of subscription. T-shirt only, which is one T-shirt a month. The box only, which is six to nine smart-ass items, or the best deal of all, which is the big box, which is the shirt and all the items. You can subscribe at smartassandsass.com and use code CREEPY for 25% off your first subscription box. Boxes ship on the 18th of each month. And you can also follow Smart Ass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude, updates on special sales, and product highlights from the shop. Skepticism aside. There are some real dangers that can occur if the app is not used safely. The Randonautica Terms of Use require parental consent for minors that wish to use the app. 
However, the consent is collected via email, allowing for the underage users to easily gain access. Child protection organizations like Know and Tell caution parents against letting their kids use the app as it not only has access to the child's location, but then sends them to potentially isolated and dangerous areas. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a great so, thing that should, should be happening. That's kind of a, a lot of people's dream for just a child to be wandering the streets looking for something in a desolate area. Uh, and yeah, a vulnerable kid out somewhere where they can't yell to get help because mm-hmm. uh, they're at an abandoned school bus in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not ideal. Not ideal. No. While the Randonautica website has a list of safety practices, including never ever trespass onto private property, stay totally clear of dangerous areas, and only adventure during the day. A quick search on TikTok shows that these rules are often not followed. Similar to when Randonauts found human remains, Joshua does not take responsibility for the dangers app users may encounter. Telling the New York Times, Is Google Maps liable too for giving them directions? At a certain point, if somebody wants to go out of the way and harm themselves, they're going to do it, whether it's with Randonautica or not. Yeah, a PR firm would be a good move for these guys. <laughs> give them a little, okay, a little just, help. Just a little like, smoothing out. Do, you know what? If your GPS makes you drive into a lake, it's not Michael Scott's fault. <laughs> so, yeah, contact Google. Yeah, yeah it's, call um, Google. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. The official book explains how the app seeks to utterly destroy the concept of Cartesian dualism or the idea that the human mind is separate from the physical world. Like with the secret, manifestation, or visualization, the Randonautica app asserts that your intention is causative and that by focusing your conscious intention and influencing some initial conditions, you can create vast differences in the trajectory of outcomes. Of course the creators concede. This is not going to happen every time. But by focusing your intent, you greatly increase the chances of your intention manifesting. So what do we think? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to, I think we've covered all, I mean, you and I went on Rando Not Adventures, mm-hmm. which I'm going to put into a video. And I'll, I mean, well, we can at least just say, let's, like, they didn't work every time, you know? Nah. Um, nah. The same with my Rando Nodding Adventures. I, I was... Given a blank field a couple times, I didn't get a comb out and comb through the grass to try to find something. And I like to think I try to give it a good shot, right? I said mm-hmm. a good bit for the show, something funny. Oh, I did, I did do absurd. I was like, my intention that one is was absurd, kind of, yeah. And this one kind of worked. The point it was trying to send me to was someone's backyard, like alleyway, and the alley was closed on either side, and so it sent me to the front of the house. Well, when I got to the front of the house, it told me to go around. Not through the alley, but on the other street, like the parallel street. Well, when I got to that location on the parallel street, it sent me to go back to the initial point. And when I got to back to the initial point, it sent me back around. So I drove around in circles. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Real Housewives recap podcast. So it was fine. But I was just driving around in circles. like. And then finally I went, this is fucking absurd. I'm yeah. going home. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. The app delivered. So, yeah. like you said, I think we can ascribe meaning when mm-hmm. we're in it. Um to you know especially if you give it something vague then when i gave it something specific like i want to find an object i didn't find anything in the yard or in the baseball diamond but i found a bicycle in that person's yard but Mm -hmm. i mean does that count right like well and like someone else may have gone to that baseball diamond with object and somehow ascribed meaning to something they found you know what i mean so i think it's so subjective which it should be because it's you know 
the user's uh, specific intent, the personal intent that they're setting. But like we said, I think people want to find meaning and think that there is meaning in things, you know, and so you draw conclusions or uh, similarities to things that maybe could be a stretch or a reach. Is there any harm in it? I don't think so. If it helps you make decisions or feel better or whatever, the only thing I can see harm in with this way of doing it as opposed to others is the situations users can find themselves in where they might be tempted to go into a dangerous area. I mean, we're just, we're a step away from someone like falling off a cliff using Randonautica. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like those drowning. Yeah. Yeah. Those stories are going to come out soon. So I think when they got to tighten up their stuff for minors, (laughs) I feel, but they, but I think, you know, there is a, he has a point of, well, we can't be held responsible if it's just like Forrest Finn's treasure. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be held responsible that people went out and died trying to find it and stuff. So this is kind of the same vein. I would just caution people that use this to use common sense and not do things that are unsafe or that they don't feel comfortable with just because they want a cool video to post and for a lot of people to like and comment on it. Yeah, and I mean, they you're you're right as far as, you know, liability and their terms of service is page after page after page after page of like, please understand, please be aware of your surroundings, play safely. You agree that your use of the services is at your own risk and that you will not use the services to violate any law, regulation, event policies, instructions as outlined in the terms. You will not encourage others to do so. So they have thorough... They've covered their ass. Long, yeah, of what they can and can't, uh, you know, what it says, do not harass other people. You're in the real world. Don't violate the legal rights of others, including property rights, a.k.a. don't trespass. Uh, you know, don't engage in nuisance. Don't damage anything. And it says, you release Randonautica employees, agents, directors, and officers from all claims, demands, damages, actual and consequential Never waive consequential damages of every kind, nature, known and unknown, suspected, unsuspected. You know, so they've they're really trying to be like, if somebody falls off a cliff playing this game, well, do you, did they read the terms of service because they agreed to them and it said that they released us from all claims and damages, so they can't sue us because they released it while playing this game. And would that hold up in a court of law? I mean, I think so, it, especially with all the pop ups that you know it comes up and it says you're going into water. Yeah, you know, and, and it will pop up and, and say like. Just a reminder, be aware of your situations. And I think they're doing, I read that they're doing another update soon, that it's going to increase those pop-ups even more. Well, and also I think the the here's the paradox, the liability prevention, sla- like colliding with randomness paradox, that if the F was truly random, it would put you in the middle of the Grand Canyon or in the middle of the ocean or whatever. But for safety purposes, I wonder if they have not put like blackout spots like okay this is Mm -hmm. dangerous whatever we're not going to put people on top of a mountain and so in that case it's not then is it truly random because now there's been parameters that have been put on it by the app creators um i don't know kept wanting us to go in the middle of the damn lake so i know i don't know how many and it'll pop up and say do you are you willing to get wet it's like all right calm down first fornicator is not ready to get wet Hucky fornicators always really get wet. But I'm sure there are lots of people that are like, yeah, I'll go swimming out to the middle of this lake. No. Which I don't know. I mean, that's you're I really feel like the next we're on pop the up- precipice of some 
of some bad things possibly happening with this app. No, then the next thing you see is going to be you've died of dysentery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While yeah, we're the Oregon river. trailing it real Don't. close here. Yeah. So I think that's the uh, – yes, I think that it would. You know, they, there's enough pop-ups. There's warnings. You're taking on the risk. I mean, it doesn't mean people can't try to sue them. I mean, you can always try sure. to sue somebody for anything, um, especially in Texas. Uh, so it's – you know, it's a matter of time before someone's injured and they try to sue and then you're just going to point to the terms of service. And, you know, it's like with any major litigation, if you see something like that, you know, public opinion is going to be, what is this app? And you go, well, it sends you to random locations. You know where you're going. They're like, well, a person should have known, you know, don't yeah. go to that place. So it's uh, I would say everybody should heed the tenants and yes. heed all their warnings because, uh, at that point when you're, you know, it's like saying don't whiz on the electric fence and then you do and you get zapped and you're like, well, there was a sign, right? Yeah. That said don't whiz on the electric fence. Yeah. So I think uh, just just keep follow use Hucky common Fornicator. Sense. Yeah. Use common be, sense. Use like the Hucky me. Fornicator. Use some common sense. And if and you see a vampire, draw it out for us because we <laughs> please guys, come on. Especially if it's one of the daytime vampires. I do think, though, this has a lot of good qualities and mm-hmm. especially right now when it's People are trying to social distance and uh, not go to crowded places. This is a cool way to get outside and maybe make more of your time outside to where, you know, going on a walk might not be super interesting to people. But going on a walk and having an adventure, you're more likely maybe to get outside and exercise. So especially if you're like with friends and, and it's a cool way to see places you may not have seen before. So I think there's a lot of fun and good in it. And just like with anything, just be smart about it. It created a ruse which forced me to exercise. So I went True. further on my walk than I normally would have. So it that's created a, a ruse which forced me to encounter one of my greatest fears. <laughs> was, you screamed so much, Dude, and then I I was screaming, the- "Fuck me, fuck me!" And you go, "Stop screaming that we're in the middle of the street in front of an apartment complex." And then I also screamed, "You got to hold the camera and capture it for the bit." <laughs> and I, you're horrified, and I was like, "No, no, no, we're doing it." For- we're doing a video. I, I got uh, home and Tommy was like, how was it? And that was the first thing I told him. I was like, well, I'm traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll post all that of me just losing my shit on, on Patreon. But yeah, so I think you're right, though. It does. It gets you out of your comfort zone. It creates. You and I had a hoot, right? We had oh, so yeah, much we had fun. a lot of fun. Whatever we didn't did or didn't find, you know, we laughed. We, you know, we caught up. We were joking around. Yeah. We, we talk on Skype and we text all the time. We're fixing to be together for, you know, several days. But we don't really spend as much time in person. And so yeah. it was a great reason for us to, you know, hang out in person and just, you know, cruise the mean streets of East Dallas. So <laughs> I think there's, you know, if you're if you're doing it safely, there can be um, fun things about it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, use, they need to use some L tokens on a little bit of a media coach for old, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. it were me that found the dead yeah. body. Yeah. Put a media coach on top of that server and see maybe <laughs> if that helps you out. Manifest yeah. it. Well, if you guys have had interesting Randonautica adventures, please let us know if, if I'd love to see some videos of like, I intended this and this happened and cause we were trying to do some creepy ones last night, which I I have to say. I was very proud of Heather. She was <laughs> on board. I was, I think I was more creeped out. Like you were like, let's manifest sinister. And I was like, what? It's 11 <laughs> in the o'clock dark, at night. At the, the haunted dark, lake in the, the dark. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'd love to uh, see what you guys have. So yeah, send them send our way. Your, if you your hot TikToks. Cool yeah. <laughs> well, we are recording in the 
future. In the past. We're recording in the past, but you guys are going to hear this in the future. So tonight is our first show for our the first leg of our tour, our first Hooray! live show. How you exciting. should be listening to this on September 15th, which is a Wednesday. And if you are in Tacoma and you're not coming to see our show, that's okay. You can drive to Portland because tomorrow... September 16th will be in Portland. Yes. Or, you know, there's still tickets available in Tacoma. So if you're listening to this in Tacoma or a surrounding area of Tacoma, come tonight to see us because we got some real fun stuff planned. We've never been to Tacoma. Uh -uh. Tommy's dad, my father-in-law, will be at the show, was stationed in Tacoma when he was in the Army and Tommy lived in Tacoma for a while. So there's a lot of tie-ins. Tommy's going to be there, too. It's going to be super fun at the Tacoma uh, Comedy Club. Yeah, at the T- Tacoma Comedy Club. And then the Portland show, Jude, our dear friend Jude Sutton, Day Off, who has designed the tour shirt as well Amazing. as so many other stuff. Uh, their mom, their wife. We got so many friends coming to that. George Brown will also be at that show. And just Tommy. come to meet, just got to come meet George Brown. Come, I mean, he's yeah, the man. I mean, come on honestly. <laughs> Come just to meet my father-in-law. That It's worth the price of admission, I promise you. So, um, yeah, yeah, we so hope we're, to see we'll be you there. guys there. Yeah, yeah and we'll sure. do meet and greets afterwards. So you got to get your VIP tickets if there's some of those still available. And uh, we'll meet you after the show, sign stuff, whatever. We also have uh, – we're going to have, uh, you know – a city-specific topic. So it's mm-hmm. not something from far off. It's going to be from the vicinity. And the giveaways. Distance. And the yes. giveaways. We have giveaways on social media, but it, I think it'll probably be over by the time you hear this because we're yeah. going to pick well, them early in the day. Well, if you entered and you win tonight, I'm speaking in the future, congrats. Yes. Future congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I just put the two um, winning objects in my suitcase. So they're coming from the studio nice. directly to, to you via my suitcase. So that's... That's the kind of operation you're working with here. And people are like, you guys going to have tour shirts? I'm like, no, because I don't have suitcase room, and I don't know how shirts may- are made. The internet gives them to us. So head to yeah. sinistero.com slash shop. Get your tour shirt in, and then yeah. uh, we'll wear it, or you can wear it afterwards. So uh, we also have got some Dallas local improv shows. I'm actually doing a storytelling show at the Comedy Arena on October 2nd. Nice. So I'm going to tell a story uh, with some other great storytellers and then an improv troupe called Mama Tried. They're a classic Dallas improv troupe. They're going to improvise based on my story that I tell. And then on October 8th, I'm going to do, like Christy did previously, I'm going to be a guest performer in Hot Dish, which is the rotating cast at Dallas Comedy Club in Deep Ellum. So that's October 8th. It's a Friday. And then... Before that, most importantly, September 24th, Christy and I. Wait. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you're right. September. Before that, more more pressingly, because the the tickets are going to sell out, go to uh, sinisterhood.com slash live shows. Scroll to the bottom. I put all the improv and stuff shows at the bottom with the links. Get you tickets. September 24th, Christy and I are improvising together to get again. It has been <laughs> together to again, together to again, together again. We're doing it at Dallas Comedy Club with Hot Dish. We're going to be with David Allison, Jade Smith, Emily Gee, Kimberly Ailu. It's a all star cast. There's also a ton of other great performers, and uh, we're going to do some make em ups together. It's been it's a hot be minute. Super so. fun. It has been. Yeah, this will be our first show, improv show together in uh, two years. Yeah, more than more than more, March. No, not quite two years. Yeah, year almost, and a half. Almost, um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so sinisterhood.com slash live shows, uh tour tickets at the top, improv shows at the bottom. Yeah. 
Well, we love providing Sinister to you at no cost. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those enrolling the airwaves and getting into it tiers, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, including a randonautica video adventure we're also um doing the topic that the getting into it tier selected so that is another perk and we're we're doing live versions of our patreon bonus content for the getting into it tier and we do uh monthly q a's so uh it's a lot of a lot of bonus content going on on the Patreon. yeah we just posted a new minisode yesterday which is all about cold case playing cards which is fascinating very interesting subject you also now have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We'll also be hopping on occasionally and hosting monthly Q&As, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For patrons not in the U.S., you now have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. Well, we talked about earlier how Jude from Day Off designed the most amazing tour shirt. We are in love with it. We could not love it more. And we also have all kinds of great stuff like our Let's Get Into It shirt. We have the tank top that was featured on the BuzzFeed listicle. And now is the time for you to head over to Sinisterhood.com and click Shop in the top banner to get mugs, totes, clothes for your kiddos. Because now through October, we are donating all proceeds from sales of our merch to the Center for Reproductive Rights. They are the policy and legal initiative that is helping to ensure access to reproductive care for women across the U.S. specifically. Right now they're working on SB8 in Texas. So they're doing a lot of good. They've pretty much been either uh, lead counsel or amicus on every major constitutional uh, reproductive rights decision since 1973, since Roe v. Wade. So Center for Reproductive Rights, uh, they're going to be receiving the proceeds of all of our merch. So head to Sinisterhood.com, click on Shop in the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Christy, where are you out on? What what is your obscene Randonautica username? Uh, I don't remember. I don't didn't get an obscene one, and quite frankly, I'm offended. But my Twitter is Christy or GTFO, and Instagram is Christy M. Wallace. Heather? Uh, well, y'all know I'm Hucky Fornicator on Randonautica. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole, I'm going to change my username to Hucky Change everything. Gmail, everything. Across the board. Across the board. Uh, my username to log into my uh, gastroenterologist portal. Um <laughs> If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's NCK. Like, that's what's wrong, ma'am. <laughs> They're like, ooh, that's why you're inside. You got a hook up there. She's hooked it up. <laughs> She's gotten hooked. Uh, Twitter is MCK versus the world. Instagram is Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Katie Z. 
Jade. Jamie Burt. Josephine Pym. Katie Hill. Jen Jeske. Carla Hawkinsmith. Mandy Grimm. Jenna Stevens. Lainey Kempton. Maxine Cordell is the best. Catherine Granger. Mayari Angel. Kylie. Beth Cook. Ella Austin. Erosa. Melissa Maria Constance. M.K. Reslinger. Misty Dulovich. Jessica Grantham. C.L. Anastasia Bergmeier. Aurora Schumacher. Lorna Phillips. Kelly Johnson. Vivian McGowan. Jordan. Melissa Brown. Sabrina Hassan. Inoli. Jen Boyack. Katrina McGillis. Gilherme Pinto. Emily. Danielle Tietko. Elena Harrod. Kimberly Hacker. Jamie Topper. Rachel Harris. Caroline. Courtney Miller. Simone Batten. Jessica Daniels. Emily Campbell. Tiffany Whitney. Emily Kirkpatrick. Melanie Mascaro. Shanna Hans. Jessica Grinnell. Eve Trombley. Lacey Radford. Julie Kay. Hillary Fout. Brianna Crafton. Molly Parrish. Bridget Heaney. Danielle Dahlberg. Jordan Yarberry. Sean Steve. Melissa Bayou. Jennifer Janice. Sarah Ortiz. Meredith Ortiz. Jessica Garrison. Aricia Boyshuk. Katie Vroom. Lisa Schult. Cheyenne Slocum. Christine Kilborn. Cheryl Lyon. Amber Pinner. Megan Mahali. Varen. Erna Christine Elias Dotier. Jenna Feeney. Molly Uffelman. Allie Skates. Danielle Carr. Madeline C. Rachel Hall. Spencer Woolard. Lindsay Bystrom. Christine Black. Shay. Brianna Healy. Marley Meadows. Jen. Lauren Kennedy. Sarah. Dominique Brock. Madison. J.P. Martinez. Lucero Gutierrez. Darling Sprout. Cynthia Schwink. Laura Walker. Alyssa Homan. Christy Tellup. Brandy Matthews. Megan Tarter. Haley Snare. Jennifer. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We hope we got all your names right. We couldn't do this without you. We sincerely appreciate it. We hope we see so many of you on tour. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs> Sinister.